All right, welcome to another episode of Shut Up and Invest. Pleasure having you guys listen. We're going to do a quick and dirty one today. But first, my man, Jay Money in the house. What's up, everybody out there? Hope you guys are uh, having a beautiful day today. It's a beautiful Saturday today. Miami might hit the beach up. It's going to be quick and dirty because Jay Money and the wifey (laughs) need to go to a pool party. Exactly. So today we're going to do something a little bit that we call... uh, Things that make you go, hmm. hmm. <laughs> For all my old school Arsenio Hall heads out there. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So I, I saw a couple articles last week that made me do that because I'm always researching, researching real estate. I said, Kevin, we should do a little breakdown on these two articles. Um, just kind of, what do they mean? You know, just have your brain thinking, right? So you read on that. So I'm down. What you got for me today? So the Wall Street Journal, all right? May 29th, 2009, Wall Street Journal has an article that comes out. It says, Blackstone starts selling out of home rental empire. Who's Blackstone? Blackstone is probably the largest private equity firm Mm -hmm. in the country. Um, Private equity means they they raise private funds and they go out there and put those funds to play. Mm -hmm. Um, If you know anything about Blackstone, they started investing in single family homes in around 2007. What happened in 2007? Right before the <laughs> crash. They started and then they kept going guns to the wall throughout from like 07 to about probably 13, 14, probably 15. Playing Monopoly. Yeah, they're just buying, buying, buying. buying. Up the block. You know, I know this for a fact because in Grampus, Michigan, you know, around 14, 15, 13, hedge funds started coming in buying like crazy, overbidding everybody when no one else was buying. They pretty much bought the market up. Then they started selling all their stuff you know, over the last three years. So cashing out, cashing out. Right. So this article comes out that says they start selling out of their home rental empire. Basically, Blackstone is a publicly traded company. Right. So they're on the stock market. So they're selling shares. They sold one billion shares (laughs) of their invitation homes product. Yeah. They got rid of everything. (laughs) Basically. Right. So, I mean, what is that? What do you think when you hear that? What's the person you think being someone who's, you know, when looks at the market? When I went through what I went through in the crash, and if you heard um, the episode before of my story, I realized the real money makers are buying when no one's buying and selling when everyone's everyone's buying. buying. They're getting out when everyone's getting in, Mm -hmm. and they're getting in when everyone's getting out. So it looks like they're getting out. (laughs) Looks like they're getting out. Exactly. And that's that's 100% correct because... Again, the crash had different layers. It was the first ripple that hit where money froze, you know, a little bit. Guys still have, investors were still buying stuff. The smart ones were buying cheap. Then like 2013, 2011, I think it was, it just grinded to a halt. You know, it was probably, you know, a good two years where there were very, very few home sales. And then like 13, you started seeing all these hedge funds start buying single family homes, right? Guys like Blackstone used to only buy commercial. They were buying, you know, your malls, your REITs. These are your REITs, your malls, your shopping plazas, your big buildings. Well, they went all in on single-family homes, knowing that they created the housing crash in the first place, which we'll get, that's a lot deeper conversation we'll get into. We don't have enough time today. But watch the big short on <laughs> Netflix. Watch the big short, definitely. Go on Netflix and watch the movie Big Short. It's yep. with the 40-year-old virgin and I think— uh, Steve Carell's in it. And, uh, yeah, and then isn't Bradley Cooper in it too, I Bradley- think? I think he is. Yeah. I'm not sure. Well, but it's great got- movie. Read the. I read the book before the movie. Read the book too. But it, it explains it all to you. Basically, Wall Street created it. They knew about it. They made they made money off it. So 
Blackstone, knowing that a large population of the country had just gotten foreclosures, they knew they couldn't buy a home. They couldn't get approved for a mortgage, and they knew banks weren't loaning. They decided to go up and buy up a single-family properties across the country, turn them into rentals to capitalize the rental market, right? So that's what's been going on for a while now. They started selling stuff off in, like, 2016, you know, when they started selling off is when you saw a lot of investors get back into buying. Once again, they're ahead of the curve. Well, now on May 29th, they did a huge sell for billion shares of their invitation homes, right? So we go to our next article, Wall Street Journal. What's the date? And for those of you watching on YouTube, we'll, we'll edit these articles in and we'll also put these articles in the show notes. June 2nd, 2009. 31 days in May, <laughs> June 2nd, 2009. The article reads, Blackstone is buying a network of U.S. industrial warehouse warehouses from Singapore-based GOP for $18.7 billion in the largest private real estate transaction ever and a big bet on the continued explosion of e-commerce. Wow. Guys, they trying to be Amazon's landlord. <laughs> they are Amazon's landlord. Uh, <laughs> they are now. Go. They are Amazon's landlord, and a lot of other big e-commerce companies' landlords. Right. So, holding that inventory. May 29th, they start selling shares of their invitation home, which is their rental portfolio. Three days later, an article comes out saying that they just bought 18.7 billion dollar deal to buy a U.S. warehouse network out of Singapore, who their biggest tenant is Amazon. Because mm. um, if you think about it, warehouses are the new shopping centers. They are. Because back in the day, investing in retail shopping centers, because obviously we had the economy there. was good, everybody goes shopping. That was big business. But now, based off what we're seeing, $18.7 <laughs> billion dollars in a U.S.-based warehouse network. And we're talking about And funny, right? It's, they bought it from a Singapore-based company. Company. Yeah. Meaning they saw it coming way before <laughs> yeah, it cashed out cashed for $18.7 billion. Yeah, so Singapore company, I don't know when they bought it. We can't see that, but... That's a nice flip. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. So, you know, e-commerce, another thing that I've seen, you know, when I was in Michigan, um, like 15, 16, a lot of warehouses were being sold. The companies were coming to buy warehouses because they knew that recreational marijuana was going to be legalized here soon, which it, it got legalized in Michigan last year. And if you know anything, every state that legalizes, they, they set laws where you can have so much space in the warehouse to grow. Right. So I think they're betting on that, too. That's going to probably be more e-commerce, but they're betting on the growth of the marijuana industry. True. Running out these warehouses to be able to grow across the country. Because, I mean, True. it's a pretty fact that most of the country will be legalized pretty soon. Legalized. <laughs> they're also betting on Amazon's in the world, of the world. I mean, if Amazon's your tenant, like, you can pretty much guarantee that rent's going to be there on time. Oh, yeah, you're done. <laughs> you ain't got nothing to worry about right there. So, what does that mean for the investment community? Because a novice will hear this and say, then I better not invest anymore. Because exactly. Blackstone is getting out of single-family home um, industry. And now they're going into warehouses. So does that mean now I have to start trying to buy commercial? Do I need to start buying warehouses? What do you say? I say no. I mean, we're, we're buying. I'm buying rental properties right now across the country in different markets. I know you're buying. Correct. You know, one thing I said, and somebody asked me today, okay, so when do I buy? I said, you always buy. You buy in every market, right? Just like Blackstone strategic in what they're doing, you know, you, we have to be strategic in what they're doing. Um, 
You know, I know in the market right now, doing fix and flips is something that I definitely don't do a lot at all unless it's a home run. Because the first thing that gets hammered are speculation, speculative bets. Right. Which, you think it's going to be able to sell in eight months at 380000 Exactly. You get caught in a market correction. That property in eight months sells for three forty, And you were trying to make $40,000. You're stuck. You got a short-term loan. You can't pay the loan off. That's when you get hurt, right? You can invest in rental properties and real estate for cash flow. I would definitely not be out there trying to buy market value single family homes to rent or to try and flip if the margins aren't crazy. Like, listen, if there's a market correction of 20 grand, 30 grand, and I could still make money. All right. You're good. You're good. But if you're trying to just make 20 grand and that project's going to take you eight months, I would not gamble on that one. Because one thing that I feel confident to say, and I'm sure you do too, that there is a correction on the horizon. I mean, and a market, and a bunch of markets there already is. It's already has happened. You know, markets are cyclical. If you look at the top high end market throughout the country, that market's already taking a hit, right? So that's why I tell everybody the high end market gets hit first. You know, if you're trying to flip high end homes, you might want to definitely, you know, be careful with that. Um, if you're in a very, very mar- a market that kind of accelerated a lot, Right, it picked up a lot of appreciation. Be careful there, because the the more you go up, the, <laughs> the harder you fall. Yeah, one hundred percent. Especially that, and to your point, anybody who's thinking about hitting home runs in the luxury market, um, there was this f- fake ass company here in Miami <laughs> that they lost their ass lost on the luxury market. Now they're all trying to that now they're not friends anymore. <laughs> and now they're all trying to act like they were never part of it. You know, trying to get themselves into other real estate situations. Oh, I wasn't over there. That wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. That was me. No, I wasn't waving that flag around. Um but they lost their ass on the luxury market even just a year and a half ago, this whole year. Um Here's my thought process for people that want to flip in the luxury market and and talk big numbers. Unless you have the resources, the connects, and you have someone that's like, build me this custom home. You have a guaranteed buyer. Unless that's what you do, Mm -hmm. that you know you can build these smart homes, custom George Jetson, Mm -hmm. futuristic, and you have the resources and the network, and you have the buyers list, and you have that world on lock... Stay the heck out of that. Stay out of it. Because yeah. the private money world is going to cost you an arm and a leg to hold on to that property. Mm-hmm. And if you're thinking you're making 300 grand or even a million dollars off that flip and you don't play in that playground and you don't know nobody, okay, you will go broke. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree, man. Like, you know, my form is a little bit different. I don't really want to touch that high end market. I don't have those connections, right? So I'm not really trying to dip in there. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to go into that situation, you know? If you're investing in multifamily and single family, right? And that the you, property cash flows no matter exactly. what the market exactly. does, which you're, is how people survived. Exactly. Oh, guess what? My property value dropped $50,000, but are you still making 500 bucks a month on that and it pays for itself? Yes, then invest. Then invest. Because rental rental rates aren't going down right now, and even if they do, let's say you you're making you, someone's paying a thousand bucks a month for rent, and the crash it might go down to eight, to nine hundred eight fifty. But if you already built in that cash flow, like right now while I'm buying, I'm building in that okay if we get a correction, I lose hundred bucks, 
can I still cash flow? And the reality is during the economic crash, rents went up. They did. Because of supply and demand. Exactly. Oh, you guys can't buy properties. Oh, right now the economy is shifting. Okay, so you're going to rent, supply and demand. You don't want to pay my 1300 bucks a month? Okay, move out the way. There's seven people behind you that want this place. The, the affordable rental crisis that we see across the country right now is the direct example from the crash that happened. We had too many renters come onto the market. Exactly. Which means you should be <laughs> trying to invest and take advantage exactly. of what's going to happen. So what bringing it back to these articles, what this tells me is this is a perfect time to transition to holding on to your deals, looking for cash flow deals. And if you are going to flip, because there still is a flip, there's still a market market out there for flip, flip on a for sure bet. Don't gamble. If you're not 100% sure that you could be in and out and make money, even in the worst case scenario, don't Don't do do it. it. Don't do it. And if you're a wholesaler with clients, this is what I always say. You need to have a variety of clients you're wholesaling to, right? If you're making your living wholesaling the flippers, you need to change quickly because they're going to start disappearing more and more, right? You need to have those rental guys, those cash flow guys, Airbnb those, guys, those Airbnb guys. You need to add seller financing. I'm doing a ton of seller financing right now. And let me tell you, when the market crashes, seller financing becomes extremely, extremely profitable even more because no one can get mortgages. Right. Invest in note buying. Become the bank. The bank never loses. So those are the things that you guys are going to hear more and more on the show. And that's why we wanted to talk about this today because the note buying, the seller financing, and the Airbnbs, those are the up-and-coming investing um, trends. And we have our hands deep in that, and we're going to be sharing it with you guys. So Wall Street Journal, those are where we keep one of the resources where we keep a pulse on what's going on. Mm. And these are kind of like little real estate hacks and little you know, tips and tricks that we're sharing in the show. Today's quick and dirty. Quick and dirty. We're going to be done. But again, like one thing I do every morning is I time block like a half an hour. I just research the market, right? In my email box every morning, I get an Inman Inman News email, I get the DS News, which is it's, it's a, about default properties, right? The banks tell me what's going on with them. I get mortgage updates. I get all that stuff, right? If you're investing in this business, become an expert in the markets. Don't just invest because you see a bunch of videos in wholesaling. No, learn the markets. That's how you last. That's how you last 20, 30 years, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. want to see you guys wholesaling and then two years from now, you're out of luck, you know? You're whole fooding. <laughs> Working at Whole Foods. <laughs> you know, so again, Bring some more tools to your bag, right? Add some cash flow because wholesaling will slow. If it, it doesn't slow down, the real wholesalers will make a killing when the market crashes. Because right. real investors like will want to keep buying, especially cash flowing properties. But if you're just going to have to fix the flip, guys, you need to adjust the strategy now. That's what, that's what I would say. Yeah, 100%. Uh, all right, my man. All right, man. Cool. I'm out of here. I got to run down south, get my daughter. Once again, as always, like, comment, subscribe. Hey, share this, guys. We're dropping a ton of good information, ton of good hosts. Anything else, Kevin? Time to go hit up Miami, my friend. Shut up and invest. Shut up and invest. <laughs> hey, thank you once again for listening to Shut Up and Invest. If you guys are motivated at the thought of continuing your real estate journey with us, then visit shutupandinvest.com. There you can join our community and take advantage of more free resources. And don't forget, please like, comment, and subscribe to this podcast so you're first to hear our new content every week. Most importantly, Get active and don't forget to shut up and invest.